I'm Andrea. And I'm Priya. You're listening to Poison Island, where we take a deep dive into the opioid epidemic on Long Island. In this episode, we're inviting you into our conversation with Matt, who has struggled with opioid addiction for years. Out of respect for his privacy, we're only using his first name. Matt tries hard to stay productive during the day. He works out, goes jogging, takes the bus to his job at a nursing home, and designs jewelry in his spare time. He plans to go to Queens College for design in January. He was getting good grades during his college career at Stony Brook University, but then he left. I slid my wrist in the bathroom of this behavioral science building. felt very lonely because when you're a commuter, I got to school around 10 in the morning, but I wouldn't have class until like 1. He struggles with mental illness as well as substance abuse. started with pills. It started sophomore year of high school, which I would do a lot of Xanax. And then senior year is when I got into Oxy. And then a couple weeks back is when I got into heroin. And that's when I kind of stopped everything. Oxycodone and heroin are both powerful and highly addictive opioids. One thing that I want like people to understand about why it's so hard to get sober is because addiction is very dialectical. One part of you wants nothing more than to live like a clean and pure life and just to be the person everyone wants you to be. And the other part of you just says, fuck it, let's always get high, let's always be high. What does the first time feel like? I remember the first time I did it, I was crushing it up and I was halfway through snorting it and I fell backwards. It's not like what they think it is where you take it and you're nodding off and you're passed out. It's more just like you're you, but better. How long have you been clean for? Three weeks. And how's, how does it feel? It feels a little easier every day. It feels better every day, definitely. Like the cravings, every single time you have them, but you don't act on it, it feels better than getting high. According to the NIH, about 4-6% to of people who misuse prescription opioids transition to heroin, and about 80% of heroin users first abused prescription opioids. A lot of Matt's journey doesn't necessarily reflect what usually comes to mind when we think about opioid addiction. I've been on drugs since sophomore year, and I've got consistently very high grades. So I never thought of myself as a drug addict. I never thought of myself as someone who had a problem because I never had any evidence that would back that up. It was always, I was doing great. I was like, everyone was proud of me. So it's just, it felt like the drugs were helping me. So it was kind of hard to see like how it was taking a toll on your life, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, I was on SoundCloud the other day and there was an advertisement for opioid withdrawals. The woman was like green, like shaking, vomiting. And I was like, that's never me. So I must not have a problem. When did you, really start to see that you know how much this was hurting you it was just that feeling of almost dying on it that i realized i couldn't live the rest of my life functioning this way so matt decided to get help this one's gonna be very controversial but i definitely think that getting support is the last thing you should do because i tried support and when those people left my life what reason did i have to stay sober like, I tried, like, mm-hmm. finding support in other people, but you really have to find a reason in yourself. And that's the most effective thing, finding a reason for you to do it. Like, NA, Nar- Narcotics Anonymous, is all about fi- um, having a unity and support within the group. But if you, for some reason, like my new job, I can no longer go to NA, so that support left my life, too. Matt was the youngest member of his Narcotics Anonymous group. NA is a program that has existed since the 60s. It carries the message of recovery through a 12-step model. 
was it helpful like knowing that you know you weren't the only one dealing with this well I always knew I wasn't the only one dealing with it but I never knew someone else who was dealing with it and then at that point I knew other people and that really helped me it's one thing to talk to other people who've dealt with addiction but it can be hard for someone who has never experienced it to understand what it's like do people know this about you or is this something you hide I try to hide it to the best of my ability. I mean, when I came clean, I made a big public statement. Before that, I really did not want anyone to know. You know, it wasn't something I did with my friends. It wasn't something I did going out. It was just like I would like go to work, get out of work, buy it, go home, do it at like 11 o'clock at night, and then go to sleep. Addiction can be very stigmatized. Many people try to fight this stigma by reminding the public that addiction is a disease. But Matt says he struggles to accept this. If you're addicted to opioids, there's not a single part of you that doesn't hate yourself for it and doesn't blame yourself for it. So you'll never say, oh, I'm a victim, I have a disease. You'll always say, this was me, I did this to myself. So I feel like that's a huge misconception that people think they're the victim when really they blame themselves. Matt uses a delay strategy to help cope with cravings. The best skill that I learned is called the delay skill. It's when you have the urge to do drugs. So for the next, you set a specific time, like let's say 40 minutes, you do something highly productive and you do not think about drugs at all. And then when that 40 minutes comes up, if you still want to do drugs, you do them, you don't beat yourself up about it. But most likely after that 40 minutes, you'll have, you have completely forgotten about the drugs. Do you still have those cravings? Yeah, every day. But like I was at an NA meeting and this woman said something that was really great. And I want to like tell people, because it's just really hopeful that like, the biggest lie you hear is when people tell you if you're an addict, you'll always be an addict, you'll always want it. But that's just like, it's only if you obsess over that thought and say, I want it like over and over, that that becomes true. If you just let it go, you won't have those cravings forever.